Okay, so let's、we'll、stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. Those new and continuing listeners, thanks a lot. Appreciate everything, and hopefully everything's going good with you guys. By the time you listen to this, I know it is for me. I mean, I can't complain. Things are starting to open up more. We're on the verge of. I think by the time I release this, state of California should be open up, like completely, no mask or anything like that. Hopefully. And it's kind of a surreal moment. This whole past year, being told about the virus, being protective, staying inside, staying at your house mostly, not really interacting with your friends, it's kind of been. It felt like the new normal. Well, it was for a while, and honestly, sometimes it felt like it was gonna stay like this. And it's kind of like that Stockholm syndrome when you're you develop this kind of love relationship to your captor, and that's what it kind of felt like. It felt like this was just gonna stay in our lives forever, and you just gotta love it or get used to it, or you can be bitter, just complain about it all the time, be miserable, and be a miserable person. But all of that it's gone out the window. Everything's supposed to be start opening up. People are getting vaccinated. Numbers go are down, down. So looks like normal's normal, normal pre-COVID is coming back, which is what's exciting. Be able to go out with your friends, go more to the parks, more stuff with the kids, jobs. So I mean, an exciting month. Weather's gonna start coming in, start going to the beaches more. What's there to complain about? Well, there's tons of stuff to complain about, but a little, little out of time. <laughs> so the other day I was doing what I normally do: brush my teeth, wash my face, and I stopped and looked at myself for a second, and I noticed a different person looking at me. And it's kind of weird to say that. So there's a point where you look at yourself in the mirror and you start to see a change. I've heard about this before, but it was really towards age. So when you start to see your wrinkles, your little—they're called like a crow's feeder on your eye, something like that. But just the other day, I looked at myself and I just seen a different person. And before I like go in this more more in depth, it's not a negative outlook. So before you think that I'm straight away going to go into something negative, it, it's not. It's a it's a great life step. I just passed my thirty second birthday on the twentieth. I still feel like I'm in my early twenties, mentally, of course. You know, I still have those back pains, those knee pains, those aches. But other than that, everything else still feel I feel fine. Blood tests are good, so I mean, I'm happy. But all these body aches is what starts happening when you turn thirty, which I didn't believe, and then it happened to me. So.、Mm. But the other day, after washing my face, I just stood there and I looked in the mirror, and for a second, I didn't recognize who I was—I was really looking at. For the past thirty years, I never looked at myself with like any kind of confidence or general positive outlook. So for this split second, it took me—you know—a little bit to see who I was looking at, and the person that I knew kind of seemed to be gone. And to be honest, it, it felt really good. We have to stop and think, though. Growing up, I didn't have any confidence. 
And on top of that, not having parents, I was overweight. I was a tall kid and I was constantly being bullied and being let down of hearing that I'm too big and if I was hungry not to eat because I was already big enough. And of course, you know, that's that's coming from home. That's not including when you get into it when you're at school. Just like many of us, we've experienced bullying. And in the school playground, it's just typically, you know, chatter, chatter, back and forth, is anything you expect. But, you know, it does, it does take some kind of toll, especially when you're that young and you have these other obstacles, you know, pinned against you. And, of course, academically, I took a hit, a, a big mental hit, because I repeated the fifth grade twice. Now, before you, jar, you jump to conclusions, you chuckle, you laugh, which I don't know if you would or not, but just, just in case. In the beginning of fourth grade, I got boosted up to the fifth because my teachers thought that I was smart enough to handle the fifth grade, which I was. I pat myself on the shoulder. Of course, which I was. So beginning of the fourth grade, I think I lasted like two, three weeks in the fourth, and I got boosted up to fifth. Did the whole school year, passed, and right when I was about to graduate the fifth grade, teacher pulled me inside and said, look, I have to do this. I hate to do this to you, but you're not graduating. And as a, a small kid, I'm thinking, like, what do you mean I'm not graduating? Like, I passed my classes. This is what happens, right? You go forward to, well, for us, it was middle school, the sixth grade. And he's like, well, you got to talk to your, your uncle. And I looked at him, and I just thought, like, great. What was it? So it wasn't my grades. They weren't bad. I was getting into fights with the older kids because, I don't know, just, the typical school bullshit with some of the kids kind of picking on you because you're younger or any, I don't know, whatever. But I held my own. I fought back. I stood my ground. And a lot of them didn't like it. In the end, a couple of them were my friends going into the you know next chapter in grade school. But when it came down to it, my uncle intervened and said, don't let him graduate. Because I want him to graduate with kids his own age. Not because I was stupid, not because I didn't pass my classes or the teachers didn't think that I could handle, you know, the faster progression. It was just all because he didn't want to let me graduate with kids that are older than me. That's the only sole reason. I can say that's personally, I can say that's pretty selfish. And even looking as back as, as an adult to back then... Pretty fucking selfish. And that started the this whole little notion inside of me and me not liking the guy. And to be honest, I was just thought I was bettering myself, but no. Fast forward in the sixth grade when I actually went to the sixth grade again. So the fifth grade I pretty much slacked off because I thought to myself, I'm I'm a kid, I thought to myself, I just did this already, like, what's the point? So the sixth grade, I got in advance to skip grades again, joining the magnet program, but again, same reason. But luckily, I was kind of pushed into this gifted program, which were kids in my classes. It's kind of like an honors class without it fully being honors. What it came down to was that magnets, the parents are more involved, and the gifted program were just classes were a little bit more quote unquote challenging. But that was really about it. They, they use all the, the public school materials. 
they really didn't need anything extracurricular from the parents because fuck, my uncle was going to do anything. So, <laughs> so just with that setup alone, I could have been done with high school around 16, 15, 16. But because of my uncle's own selfish reasons of him wanting me to graduate, like what it came down to is he wanted me to relive his glory days like he did in the 80s or where the hell he graduated from. And it was just that. It's pretty damn selfish reason. The guy never left, never left home. And then all of a sudden, he's part of watching this kid, meaning me, having to help raise him with my grandma. The constantly fights going over with who's going to watch the kid while the other one goes out. Whether one wanted to go to the bar, the clubs, and that shit you remember as a kid. And that's why I told my wife I thought it was funny because pre-COVID, I'm not going to mention any names, but there was a bunch of parents who... You know, like every Friday, every weekend, it seemed like they were going out. They were partying. They're going to the friends, drinking, going to the clubs, bars, whatever you want to call it. And me as a parent, I'm like, I was watching these kids. That's, you know, that's like one of the first things you think of. It's not my my business or anything, but I'm thinking like, wow, it must be nice to have a babysitter because us, me and my wife, we're practically alone. We really don't have anybody to watch our kids. So it's really just us with the kids really at this point, but... We are having more friends, like watch the kids, so that's changing, but pre-COVID. So they're going out, doing this, doing that. COVID happens, everyone's stuck at home. Now that everything's going up again, those same people are starting to go out again. And I told my wife, like, wow, that sucks. Having these kids being like, getting used to their parents, being with them the whole year, spending the weekends with them, doing things like that. Then all of a sudden, well, back to your grandparents, go, I'm going out. <laughs> And it's funny to me because I remember myself on that other end as a kid just watching the two argue over who was going to watch the kid because they wanted to go out. And, you know, it sucks. So where those kids feel anything, I don't know. But just coming from my own perspective, it's, you know, it's there. So, you know, I was stuck. And I'm not going to lie, for all those years, I felt like it was my fault, like I wasn't good enough in school. And it was just... My uncle's own, it seemed to like he wanted to cling to his old life because every time anybody asked him, you know, what would you want to do in your life? And he, it always came back to going back to high school. Now, I don't know if that was his thing that that was like his glory days, his best part of his life and was to be in high school. But just me thinking about that, it's, it's kind of sad. Think that high school was your best Best time of your life, so uh So of all these things going for me. I'm about to graduate high school. Confidence is pretty shot. But looking at myself was pretty shot, especially my grandma just passing away a couple years prior to me graduating. So when you're in school, well when I was in school they were very fixated on this A through G requirement, mainly you have to do your classes to be qualified to go to college. That was everyone's big thing, college, 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 which didn't make any sense because you go through college and more than likely you're going to have to repeat a couple of the, you know, the first two years in some of the basic stuff like English, science, math. And of course, if you take those AP courses they offer in high school, you could skip that and take more or less what you actually want to do. More than likely, you're not really going to take those AP classes. Just some do, some don't. I took a couple, I passed a couple, so they weren't, you know, they weren't, they were like there, they were whatever. 
And when it came down to it, I applied some colleges, and that was the final nail in my coffin. I got into a couple of colleges, a couple of UCs, and a, a Cal State school. Upon me learning to them, I really didn't have anybody at that point to, you know, be excited to to say like, you know, what I got into college. Like you see, like all these kids now, and they record their reactions, reading their emails, their parents. It wasn't like that, especially at, in in '07. So I want to go tell my uncle because I thought, you know, it was a good moment to share that. It it was just it was good. It was a good moment that's supposed to be. And him being my only, I guess you could say, quote unquote, parent figure, I went to him and I said, look, I got into a couple of colleges. This is them. This is, you know, I have a choice for them. And all he said was, oh, wow, that's nice. <sighs> Kid got into college and you hear, oh, well, what, that's nice. And if you don't know what that means, that's just another way to shut you up and get out of my face. <laughs> and it's happened because... You hear older older people say like, oh, wow, that's nice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you interrupted me watching a show or something like that. And that's yeah, that's their way to get out of there. And that's what I was met with. And it was, I was crushed. It was a hard hit. And I don't want to have to depend on him. He said he couldn't help me. He said, you know, good luck. And that, that was it. That was fucking it. Good luck. And you as a kid, you want to you want to hear that support from your parents. You want to hear that encouragement, that that backing. And, it, you know, it just wasn't there. You know, whatever, right? And I could have taken the route of doing the hardcore role of going to school, working, putting myself through college, all this stuff. And, you know, oh, that would have been fine and all. I could have done that. It was just a big mental hit. So the thing I wanted to do was just start working more and so I could eventually leave. And that hit, that hit, it hurts a lot now, but I had to bury all of that. It was just another added weight that I couldn't have anchor me down. And I couldn't afford it. And I, if I would go back, would I change it? Hell no. If I would have, I would never have got my job that I met my wife at. And flash forward almost 13 years, I wouldn't have two incredible kids. So all those things that, you know, would you go back and change it? What would you do? Like, nah. Like I said before, everything in my life that's happened, at this point, I've embraced it. And I'm glad it did because if it didn't, I wouldn't be as happy as I was right now. Without a doubt. And and this is something about yourself because no matter how many cheer-me-ups you get, no matter... How many, oh, that's good and all that. That doesn't really mean anything. And it's not that to say you're not appreciative to everybody else, but it means nothing until you see yourself, you see the beauty in yourself that the others claim to see or the other claims to, you know, give you those kudos for. None of that means nothing unless you see it in yourself. And for years, I really couldn't look at myself and accept what I saw. Partly why I take pics with half my face showing, it's just me not being able to grasp like who, I was, who I'm looking at. Like I really don't want to. And now that my, my mental state has changed, it's just something that I just do now. And it, it's just part of the normal. It's one of those habits that I've talked about before. And for a while, I just stopped, I just stopped really caring what I've seen in the mirror. I've seen things in myself 
I liked, but nothing too much to really say that, you know, I care and appreciate. I was just there going through life. So just the other day when I had a different view, it was something that I was not, I was not really used to seeing. I actually had seen happiness in a person willing to live for himself and especially his family and others. It was this, this aura that I could actually feel around me. And for once, I had confidence enough to just smile. Sometimes all you need is just a smile to feel better. And it just sucks. All those years trying to make others feel good or feel happy or feel comfortable. I put myself aside and hurt, but I only knew how to care for others and their feelings for a while. Mine were just plain secondary. And I guess because putting others first or you know making other people laugh or just making sure they're comfortable, it kind of... Games gave some kind of gratification to me to see, like, you know, there's some happiness, you know, here's a little piece of it. It just wasn't my own happiness from inside. It was more of a manufacturer to show me the sample, but not really have, like, the whole entree, if that makes any sense. Putting myself aside really came back to bite me. And, of course, some of those small little issues, the little small obvious ones deserved my attention right then and there. But leaving them aside, they just grew and grew until they were big enough to, they grew enough to be a small trigger. And what really triggered me may not be a big deal to some, but for me, it was just years in the making. And one of the ones that triggered me was that I absolutely lost it. And I felt like I just wanted to punch somebody and just, I don't know if you ever had that feeling where you kind of just want to rage in something and just start lifting up cars and like, picking up like a semi-truck and throwing it into a skyscraper. I mean, I'm pretty sure King Kong did that or something like that or Godzilla. <laughs> but that was that was the exact rage that I was feeling. And it was something small, but I've had my issues with my mother, or I still do or whatever. And when I was first, when I was first born, I mean, when my son was born, prior to that, my mother had just contacted me about, you know, talking over Facebook and all that shit, whatever. And what triggered me and set me off was that she posted a picture of me and my son. And I noticed some's not big, but for me, it was kind of slap in the face. It was kind of like I spent 25 years waiting for my mom, waiting for that nourishment that some say connection to God is through your mom. I That connection, that love, I was waiting for that. So, uh, of course, I needed her in my younger years. You know, she's fresh out of her 25 to life sentence, and now she's posting up a pic of, her being, you know, quote unquote, proud of her son and grandson. To me, it was not like, how the hell are you going to be proud when you never had anything to be proud for? You made your decision. You decided that I was not worth it enough to put all your bullshit aside and care for me. You wanted to be selfish into your shit and, and leave. And now you want to come back and, you know, post these bullshit proud pics. It's not going to sit right with me. It won't sit right for me. Anybody does that shit. But, you know, it's coming from my mom. It's, ugh. And I actually seen this driving, and I started getting frustrated. I had to pull over, and I broke down. And if it wasn't for me holding back, I probably would have socked my car, broke my radio, pulled my steering wheel. I don't know, something. You know, I was that, I was that angry. And I just had that anger on the tip of my head, and I just wanted to hit something and go, you know, full Hulk, full Godzilla, King Kong mode. <laughs> But the most rational thing and something that 
I know when I chose a wife, one of the qualities, you know, it came, it came into play. So I called my wife and she gave me a couple words that made me feel better. And it was weird. Like, I was almost this instant. She kind of like talked me down and I just felt my rage just leaving and, and just dissipating. And I think that what she was talking to me about was really the last time that I allowed myself not to, not to not let myself deal with my feelings or issues, if that makes any sense. I think I just confused myself. But in other words, my issues, my fears, and all that that I have, I have to face them now. Because if I was getting that triggered in that exact moment for you know that thing, what else could happen? You know, something I don't want. I have a family now. And the last thing I remember her telling me, you know, on that phone was, you know, if you're okay, you know, all that stuff. And she said, you know, come home to your family. Your son's waiting for you. And that kind of like kicked me in the ass because all that shit I was feeling about anger and all these feelings that I brought up from my childhood, they they went away. And it was that moment that kind of made me realize, you know what? Being a father, being a husband, being a family person is much bigger than this petty shit. And it was, it is. And it's that moment that kind of led me to be more rational on some of the, the way I dissect my feelings, some of the way I input them. And of course, fast forward till then, you know, I was on the brink of seeing it shrink a psychiatrist because, you know, it started, started piling up again. But you know, it's, it's not giving these situations the power to bring you down. It's not about giving these situations the power to Make it do something you're going to regret. It's about taking ownership to it and rising above it. And you know what it came down to? I just felt like my mom didn't deserve that. I felt like this kind of revenge needed to play into her. But what kind of made me feel better knowing it, it sounds pretty bad. But hey, I've spent all those years without my mother growing up. I deserve to say this. And what kind of made me feel better... And kind of knowing that it, it's cruel again, but it just, it makes me chuckle sometimes because you gotta laugh at some point, right? But what makes me feel better is that she's suffering more because she doesn't have her only son in her life, much less her grandkids and that other part of the family that she's missing out on. You know, and that, that's her bed. She made it, now she has to lie in it. I mean, would anybody disagree? Would anybody dispute me with that? I'm waiting. Please do. <laughs> but it made me feel better then, and now it's it's funny to hear. So the past five years have been they've been really challenging for me. And sometimes the progress we make we really don't pay attention to or want to face yet. And it feels like it feels like when you are truly ready inside. And that's where I was at. I was I was ready. I was thankful, happy, excited, confident. And believe it or not, that's something new for me. So if I could leave anybody with anything from this episode, it's appreciate yourself. Find something that you love in yourself. Expand it. And if you have those issues, that's going to be a bit to do, but go into them and try working them out. Because the person you come out in the end is way more gratifying than anything you're going to feel for a while. It, it's a good learning step. It's a good outlook on life. It's a good changing point, the way you 
look at you. Because let's face it, in the end, in this world, we have ourselves. First thing we do is we have ourselves. We wake up, we're in our heads, we have our thoughts, memories. Let's face it, when we pass away, that's something that we're going to pass away with ourselves. So thanks again for listening to this episode. <laughs> and if I kind of threw somebody off with you know the whole mother thing, eh, what do you want me to say? It's just something that helps me cope. And sometimes it's it's a real it's the real way I see things. And my humor is a little bit dark, a little bit more of the asshole type. Sometimes looking back and just giving a laugh to something and it helps. Give it a try. Alright, until next week. I think.